Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the Wild Magic School Bus. This is Drew, but you may know me as Zeph. This Dungeons & Dragons podcast may contain fantasy violence, language, and adult themes. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Now, get ready for your paradigm to be shifted. One last ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Magic School Bus bonus episode. This oh, is the bone the, episode. The bone episode. This Shh, is uh, great, this is the episode oh. uh, that we were recording after uh, the the Godscar Chronicles. Uh, this is we? you <sighs> will definitely level your characters. First question: What level uh, are we? Twenty. You are level. What are you now? 11? 14. Uh, legitimately. So if there's ever, uh, if we ever do another thing, we can definitely do that. What level did you say? 14, baby. 14. So uh, of course, I am your host and DM Calvin Piper, and this is basically just a, a quick little short bonus episode for everyone to kind of talk about the game and how they felt and how they went, and if there's any questions that they ask or want to know about or want to ask each other, they're more than welcome to do so. So we will. Uh, you know I'm everybody I'm here. Leveling up. I don't you, need to be <laughs> they don't need to introduce themselves. We'll go ahead and uh, jump take right the in. First caller. Yeah, take the first call. Sure. We'll jump right into uh, the bonus uh, bonus episode of the God's Car Chronicles. Table talk. Table talk. Okay. So. Table talk. Tell all. Table talk. T T T T. All the T's. As many T's as we can put into it. Double T T's. Double T T's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Level fourteen. Level fourteen. Get some wings. I have wings now. Get some wings. Okay. So, this is this is kind of up to you guys if you want to initiate. Anything? What did you overall? Okay. Let's ask the question. Overall, what? How do you? What do you guys think about the uh, campaign? What you oh, think? Oh, I loved it. I had a absolutely bad. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Nonstop action. Good story beats. Uh, the worst part about it is honestly probably other people that live near you. <laughs> like. <laughs> okay. Looking at you, motorcycle guy. It's like I'm like, out here crying in character, and then to <laughs> like fucking I'm like, well, fuck oh, me. Yeah, like, that, yeah. The background like, noise is unfortunately cannot be helped, given that 
the city in which I live has decided that there needs to be new power, new gas lines, new literally Roads. everything. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Oh, fuck them for taking care of you. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know what? Stop paying taxes, everybody. And this wouldn't happen. This wouldn't be an issue. Okay. <laughs> please, I'm please on fill the bottles. Please fill the bottles. I think we have to start in that case. <laughs> um, Unless anyone has anything, uh, I'll just launch into some, some thoughts here. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I have a question. Okay, you have Do a question. Do you want to start questions? Sure, or? you can ask questions. Um, this is very informal. So... Um, I know there are like some aspects that we didn't get to like tie up as neatly. Sure. But when Lucius went to go and all of us went to go see the witches, like, oh, they shit. were promised things like dying breaths and yeah. so on and so forth. Yes. You died like three times. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't make the promise of oh, it. Yeah, so nope. what what was the uh, ideal behind that? So each and every witch did take a semblance of something from the characters. From Lucius, they took a last dying breath, so Lucius could only make two death saving throws before he failed. Holy <gasps> I did not tell him that because I wanted to set that up. But when he God. rolled a nat 20 on this thing, he succeeded. <laughs> so if I nat 1, I'm just dead outright. If you nat 1, you would have been fully dead. Yeah. Uh, but that was his last dying breath was one of his death saving throws. I've been on from uh, Glyph, they took a few pinches of luck. Yeah. I believe is what it was. Uh, yeah, so basically, I took a uh, I took a d6 of rolls from some of his rolls without him knowing. So he would roll sometimes, and when he thought he should succeed but did not, it's because I took oh, at my I discretion. Oh, I totally knew. At <laughs> my no, discretion. No, uh, but <laughs> as a note, it was only four times, and I only used three of them. Was so. it ever, like, uh, pertinent? No, never really like super pertinent. Uh, I didn't want to like fully break the game by being like, nope, I'm declaring that you fail. But I did want to. There was times where stuff was like an attack or like a, a an adventure or something like that. I decided that it was gonna be I was gonna throw a little hiccup in there. I like and that think was that the one of them was when we tried to explain to Tabidi how to stand over a mirror. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> those, uh, oh, damn it, this is one of the luck chicks. Uh, no. And the last one was uh, a measure of talent from Fulgren. Mm -hmm. I took away proficiency of Fulgren's. Oh, you notice. He's a yoink. Yeah, called his mortality. I believe uh, survival was one of his proficient, uh, one of his Ooh. wisdom proficiencies. I took huh. it away. Because yoink. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Yeah. Nah. And I just, I, I took it away so he couldn't roll with it anymore. <laughs> I've been living so. on the edge this entire time. <laughs> we yeah. never so. do. Witches, oh the witches always knew that uh, they would extract a toll of some kind, but I never wanted it to be a like a game again a game breaking toll because it that didn't feel like that would be fair. So I just decided that it was going to be something that was a minor inconvenience, except for the one that really was had a lot of stakes in the game, which was Lucius. So I made his the I made his the biggest. I guess that carries with you your whole life, so don't get KO'd anymore. Listen, like, honestly, everything past the, the Godscar fight is mm -hmm. borrowed time, and, like, he's appreciating mm -hmm. every second of it. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't... You can't make the witches renege on their deal. It just requires you oh. to... Lucius, Lucius right. I've been thinking that's about a, that right now. That's a side quest. We go and murder Yeah, witches. you never know. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen. My fifth one is going to be when I'm trying to, like, save some guy's arm... And somehow I'm gonna end up impaling him. He's gonna die. And no, he just loses the other arm. arm. <laughs> oh, you reattach it upside down? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> How did you so put my wrist in my shoulder blade? Super I'm, weird. Now you were just. And like... that's when Zeph re learns regenerate and everything's okay. <laughs> super, super easy. He's gotta kill those witches. Yep. Those witches gotta kill. 
Um, what was the scariest part for everyone? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Not knowing if I'm coming back to life. Oh, after <laughs> the like the fight, the yeah, the training a long time fight. Ago. Yeah. yeah. The training. It was, yeah. You, you guys trained. You guys yeah. figured it out that day, though, didn't you? It was the next day. Yeah. It was, it was the next time. It was time? the next episode. Yeah. I, I think it was left off a week. Mine was whenever I got fingered. You got yeah. I and, don't know uh, what we're gonna do. I had to wait a whole week to figure there. out what was gonna happen. Yeah, I yeah, we'll I was do. nothing if not really good at waiting for combats to draw all the way to the end of the episode and going, well, we'll figure it out next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what happens when Matt gets fingered. Next week. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, oh, I man. was genuinely very scared during the Thulgrim like mm. finger as well, because not not just because of the <laughs> that was a difficult fight. That was a yeah. really difficult fight because I was on my last legs. If I took any like probably if he just the most difficult. On me at all. Oh, it was a real shocker to me. The whole way that whole the thing essence, down. the essence of dread. Yeah, the essence yeah. of dread, bro. That was you know that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Damn it, Drew. It could have been not, real bad. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's a what's a what, what about like a, like our favorite like Hold on. meme? No, yeah, Man. scariest moment to me would have had to been like combats early on. And like, cool, we're yeah. level three. Yeah, and we get jumped. I think everything from me from meeting Balefire forward was horrifying because like the first time meeting him, going, I I mean I knew like at the time I was resistant to fire, so it's like I'm doing this because you know I have a chance. But then like being there and realizing, oh, this guy's. OP. Damn this guy man. is already OP. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna try to talk him off a cliff. It was a mistake. And unstable, yeah. That's uh, scary. It, it wreaked a lot of, you know, havoc by mm-hmm. doing that shit. Yeah, Glyph needs the whole time. He's gonna kill him. Killed him the like, first can't wait time. for Zeph to try and not kill him. I'm happy he didn't kill anyone, any, anyone else, honestly. Because your feelings would have been just amplified by that. Yeah. I'm always struck. Like, no matter how different a character I choose to play, no matter how different it is from a previous character, it or or how I want it to be not me, mm-hmm. like, these ba- these attributes, and it's usually a different one, come come out, like... Which one was it? Really have, I think it was... Um, it, it was my, my faith in people and my hope for them to... Mm-hmm. My trust... Just that I I will give you my trust maybe too many times. Yeah, and yeah, that's what happened. No, I loved it. That was that was one of the reasons why, uh, <clears throat> one of the reasons why Bellfire was the way he was because I knew that Zeph would give him a chance. Unlimited Just chances. keep going. Not yeah. unlimited, but I knew he would give him chances, and so that I wanted to lend credence to that idea. Because honestly, Bellfire wasn't even supposed to be the big bad guy. Right. Uh, Satan, Satan, Satan. So Satan, wasn't it? no, Levisus? so originally it was supposed to be Levisus because the storyline wow. was going to be that uh. Ohiana's family was going to resurrect oh. the Demon Lord and he was going to try to make the God Scar bigger because that was his ultimate goal. So Balefar wasn't even supposed to be involved in any of this. He would have been a side character uh-huh. and maybe like a mini boss, sure, but he was not supposed to be the big bad. So behind the scenes, did Balefire off? Like get rid of Levistus's chance of coming back and being the one to revive the God Scar in a manner. Of spe- yeah. So when when uh, when Zeph scried on him, uh-huh. that what he would have seen would have what he have seen after the events of what he saw would have been uh, Balefire laying waste to the village because mm-hmm. uh, Levistus was a means to an end for him. He mm-hmm. knew Levistus was going to expand the God Scar, but 
Balefire wanted to expand it for other purposes. Yeah, to so, get, like, gain control of the process. Right, because he realized that a living Scar amplified his power, whereas Levisus was like, I'm out to kill a god, kind of a thing. So, so he, Balefire, Look, wanted he to make sure it never closed, and that yep. he had access to it. Yep. Well, I never, well I never not, nece- not the... even necessarily Balefire, but the powers that be... Yeah. Over him. Oh my gosh, who is controlling Balefire? Because he had, we know, it was Eunice. Like, he talked yeah, about, see, I never, talked about it. I never oh, yeah. understood. I, I always wanted more detail between Eunice and the Balefire. Balefire. Like, how did that all come about? And then also, I was bummed that I didn't get to beat the piss out of Eunice. You can do it. You were so going to die. I, I oh my god, you were going to die by dude. yourself in that jail cell. <laughs> like, what happened ha- would happen. Right. So, no. uh, Balefire was created by Emeraldi, who was tasked to do so by a young <laughs> lieutenant in the Union, which was at that point a version of Rehan, Eunice, whatever you want to call him. Um, he tasked Emeraldi with building the Draconians as a sort of controllable soldier. That never happened mm-hmm. because Emeraldi decided after creating them, that he actually did care for them. So he never finished the final part of the creation, which was removing the actual soul. Because when he put his essence in, he basically gave them a soul and realized that he actually cared for that. Mm. Um, it was an unknown... So it, he it was left a, un- their will. He left their will in them without taking it out. Because he was supposed to just create mindless soldiers. So when the Union learned of this, they attacked and destroyed his labs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
when Balefire went on his tirade, Rihan realized that he could use that to his advantage for many, many purposes, many of which are still unknown. But suffice to say, Rihan or Eunice uh, is not a normal person and will continue to worm their way through the landscape, uh, achieving a goal which is unknown. Uh, but mm-hmm. I left them there because yeah. it's a it's a bad dude, and mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be just like, oh no, there's only one bad guy we have to focus on. It's like, now this is this is the world. Like there are many many people you could set your sights on if you wanted to pick and choose. But who was the most pertinent one? And so obviously Bellfire was that one. But Rihan is also a bad dude who has got a lot of. Th- uh, dark secrets and even darker schemes. Feel free to expand or not expand, I mm-hmm. guess, but what class were they? What class was what? Rihan. Rihan. Rihan is not a class. Ooh. They are uh, a legendary creature. They are They are indeed okay. a legendary uh, creature. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Dragon inside check. I mean, so is Rihan yeah. technically Re- more powerful Damn. than... <laughs> Rihan is a dragon. Uh, Rihan used to be known as... Oh. Uh, a vice lord, the steel tyrant. Wait, Damn. really? He was a dragon? Man, you kept that name in the vault? Hmm? Yo, we still got dragon business going. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so a vice lord, the steel tyrant, was uh, was alive during the reign, mm-hmm. during the during the pinnacle of dragons in Tower of Mont before they got Scar. Uh-huh. And then when dragons began to slowly die out after the calamity, uh, he began to take the form as dragons can. Of a person uh, shifting from place to place, trying to cement himself as a person, person. of power. So did a lot of dragons do that? So they infiltrated. We, we see yes. three then that we ran mm-hmm. into three. We have Emeraldi, we have the guy in the swamp, and we have yeah. Jagadi was also yeah. a dragon who uh, we knew it. Themselves. We knew it. Yep. Yeah. No, we did. Um, yeah. Yeah. You guys oh, yeah. 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 It was never. Yeah. It was never directly. <laughs> yeah. in, it was never directly addressed though. But yes, uh, Jagadi was also a dragon from the times. So he infiltrated like a like a clergy of like uh, rune, then. Uh, yes. Point. Yeah. As the form of uh, Eunice. He, uh, uh, Evisdor took, uh, so, showed up there. That's a weird angle. Ma- mainly, well, here, the reason why is because during that time, Emeraldi was becoming what was known as the Prime Conduit. The what? creator <laughs> of the Commonwealth. Wait, dude, you called that the, you said the Prime Conduit, that's and that's so that's funny because there's something in my setting called the Prime Conduit, yeah. and that's. Or, that's, wait, is he Conduit or. Con- wait, hang on. Uh, oh. Contriver. 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 Yeah, Thank contriver. You. Yeah. Contriver, because it's Planner. He's the mm. Prime Contriver. Which is the... Uh, so the he was the origin of the... That was he's a, the origin of the Commonwealth. Oh, shit. That was another question because I had. You've literally as, answered all of as them. Emeraldi had, <laughs> as Emeraldi said to the, the two Draconians, was like, his his goal in creating them was to enrich the world around them. And the Commonwealth is designed to be a bastion of good in a world full of not good. So he created them as a, as a group that does that, which then... Evolved into once learning about so the you know the chosen ones, he started to use them as his like network to find them. Evistor uh, learned about this and then kind of put himself in a position to, if one were to show up, he could do something about it because a chosen one or or a or a, a gifted uh, was bad news for his uh, schemes because the Godscar was pr- proving to be more beneficial. Source to him. of yeah. yeah. Power and control. 
uh, more control. He never used it for power, but yeah. it was definitely a point of control for him, especially when he began to run the Union. Mm-hmm. So at the time were Trappers did. his idea, too? Yes. What a jackass. Yo, I hate him. That's <laughs> half the reason yeah. why I wanted to settle on Hope because of June, full all, transparency. All of our headaches were Trappers. So. Not, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Trappers are a, trappers a bane and of existence dude. in the brass Windows lines. Windows and doors and Trappers. What Thresholds is... and Trappers. Mm-hmm. If we ever get a chance to do this again, I want to go... Run it back on you. I want to go rid yeah. the... Cancel your plans tomorrow. We're killing you guys tomorrow. Trappers. Did we run into any other dragons? Nope. Those are the only three. Those are the three. Did Ohiana survive? Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave that up to discretion. Hmm. I have made it to where you can either you can either articulate that she does or that she does not. I will leave that up to you. I did not want to give a hard and fast rule to yeah. her story because she's not here to defend her story. However, hmm. given kind of the way things are, I had to I had to do something with it. Yeah. So I had to I had to give it a a final send-off without a lo- without Liz finally sending it off. What about our lion friend? Uh, Oromir? Yeah. Uh, so I still haven't. I haven't heard back from. I still haven't heard back from Will, but I assume he'll want to kind of give a little bit of a thing. And that is not to say that Will couldn't come back and reprise Oromir at some point. But suffice it to say, Oromir is still kind of in. His story is not <coughs> done. His his is still one of revenge and. Uh, He's still like, doing that pride march, isn't he? Yeah, that kind oh. of a, yeah. That that's basically. That's, yeah, you're not wrong. What he's um, marching across the plains to, to find, find his, his pride. pride. Yeah, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that was one of the. Uh, yeah, so those are a couple of the bigger like story hooks. Uh, of the campaign, <clears throat> in and of itself. But what's the main arc of uh, the Leonin guy? What's that? Oh, the main, yeah. I'm no. not. I can't oh, get any no, more inspirations. We're we're done. We yeah. can't. We can't we'll do that one. He needs to carry it through his life. I'm yeah. sure he'll. Just I'm sure he'll figure it out. So. Um, is there anything that you wish we would have like come across mm. or been able to do? <laughs> the Dinkara. Yes. Uh, yes. I wish we had found the Dinkara. Um, they actually could have been found in a couple different places. I wish you guys would have seen the Wandering Fields. That was a really cool. Uh, Is that Uldah? What's that? We did not touch Uldah that much. You, you didn't all. even go yeah. anywhere into Udal, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. So some elements of Udal actually uh, transpose themselves into Krakodar because you decided to go over there. So, um, but yeah, Udal was a really cool place, which I kind of wish uh, the meeting the queen of uh, the Vox Populi of Udal would have been really cool. I had a whole thing about that, but we never got to meet them. But that would have been a lot. That would have been a lot of fun for me, for you guys to meet the Vox. You're not going to tell us about it because we might meet him in a future. Um, tomorrow. I would say no. I would say that like depending on where the future goes, we'll kind of keep that for now. But the Vox Popper was very cool. So the two things I wanted to introduce, where I wanted you guys to know about, were two things that aren't even my idea originally. They were other people's idea. So the Wandering Fields was Will's idea of like a moving place that like never stayed in one place and always moved around. He told me about it one time. I was like. That's really freaking cool. And then I thought it was like a field or like a marshland that never stayed in one spot. And so it always like really is really cool. And the other one was what Michelle told me about this uh, religion that believes that a god uh, bestows themselves on a human for like the first like 
the first years of their adolescence. It's like a Hindi. Yeah, I believe it's, it's like a Hindi. It's, the, it's the Dalai Lama. No, it's like girls who are found like without blemish are like able to be like basically they like the conduit between the people and God. Yeah, like when they're born, they're, they're like, feet, yep, they're they never God. Never touch the ground from the time they are born, like all the way until they reach uh, womanhood, have their first period, and then after that, it's the, like the next one. Yep. Um, that comes and takes their place is really interesting. What happens to them once they um, are no so they longer... are loved and adored for the time that they are, but a lot of times like their families don't live very well afterwards after they like receive their daughter back. So after they just all get of kind this. of kicked back. It's like, well, yeah. you're on your own now. Yeah, it's so. not. It's not like, oh, you live a fabulous life. They kind of. So it's, it's really interesting. Also, to get out of the temple. It's fascinating yeah. to watch. So no, yeah. So yeah. A, a a girl spends her entire life being treated as a god, and then is kicked back into the world, and is like, well, you have no skills, no learning, no like nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, you're not gonna have any trauma. This is based yeah, off of yeah. You like can't thing. speak. It is a it is a literal. This is yeah. happening yeah. in the world. It's a, a, a Hindi thing. a yeah. Hindi thing. So mm-hmm. anyhow, so the Vox Populi is based off of that of a a a person who is imbued with a spirit of a god, and they are the leader of. Uh, Udal, and then after a certain amount of time, the spirit leaves them and is is then almost like the avatar put into another person. And there's this whole thing about you have to go find them because it's never like obvious. So it was a whole thing there. So that was one thing I thought would have been fun would have been like if you guys go to Udal, it's like you come right at the time that the spirit is about to depart. So there you you are tasked with can you please go find them? And then once you were that were to happen, you would be you would have been ingratiated into Udal's kingdom. Nice. And um, so that's how you kind of translate Crocodar. better vibes too. Yeah. But Crocodar became that for you guys, which I was fine with. I knew, I kind of left it in that, like, wherever you go, you go. So. Uh, listeners, just so you know, the story or like the YouTube video that it's based off of is The Life of a Kumari Goddess, Young Girls Whose Feet Never Touch the Ground by Vice Life on YouTube. Okay. Super interesting. I will, if you will hang on to that, I yep. will put that in the description of this episode so people oh, can Oh, Vice just declared bankruptcy. Did they really? Yeah. Damn. Damn. Oh, I guess the video didn't give them enough views. Um, Everybody okay. watch it. It's a bit of a late plug. Tell them that. Hashtag save vice, guys. Tell them that Wild Magic School best sent you. Yeah. Okay. no one to tell. Is there <laughs> anything else before we... I think we're pretty much... I pretty much said nothing. all we've got to say. This was awesome. I will say that I, I was... This is probably the most fun I... Almost the most fun I've had uh, playing a campaign. I would say uh, campaign two. Campaign two is probably <laughs> the most uh, chaotic and fun for me, uh, but this one is is right up there. Especially because I was able, this was my world. It wasn't someone else's world, so that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, but I definitely will take a lot of this with me and a lot of the learning with me into whatever is next. And I hope you guys do as well. Um, I was just excited that I mean I didn't come in until way late. But yeah, I was just excited to be able to come in and start doing it. It's weird because it feels like you've just like been here the, the whole time. time. I feel like you've been here the whole time now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like you were here, and then you were like, "You want to keep coming for a little bit?" And then I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, you can keep. Yeah, you can stay." In the other room, the other. Third <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spent a long time waiting for your character to get rid yeah. <laughs> I will say, as um, in not infuriating, but like as like ugh, as it could be sometimes. I feel like you play Fulgrin to a T. I feel like he like. Stuck to his guns. Yeah. yeah. To that point, there was not a week when I didn't want to beat the shit out of Thulgrim, mm-hmm. so I think you played him 
pretty pretty consistent. So like last campaign it was Raynar. This campaign it's you. Oh, why did you even say that name? Love that. Yeah, cool, Preston. That's gonna be my lasting memory of you is basically Raynor. A D- the DM PC for like campaign two, and we love that dude. Basically, He's a character from Outer Banks. I liked Raynar. No, we all loved Raynar. Really Raynar was part of except it. for Mitz. <laughs> Mitz hated Raynar. Yeah, because he had guns and Mitz Couldn't didn't. Forget stink. But you had real. You had, you had astral guns though. Yeah, Mitz was the shit. Sure. Mitz, <laughs> Mitz, Mitz was Mitz the is shit. Really cool. Fucking Raynar. I just remember saying that almost uh, every. Reverence episode. is the reason that I decided to play a, like a support. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you did a good job. You did a good job. All right. Well, I think that's unless there's anything else. I think that's. I think we're gonna wrap it up here. I know it was kind of short, but I. I don't know. This is a fun little, fun little side thing. So, and who knows? We might uh, get together and, and do some more bonus episodes for Isn't those. Isn't a fun little side thing to title your sex tape? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The luck's being exchanged between husband and wife right now. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home. That's awkward. All right. Uh, For the for the last time for a while, thank you guys so much for uh, playing. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next time on One Match Toolbus. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Wild Magic School Bus. I hope you had as much fun listening as we do making this for you. You can catch new episodes each Monday on whatever podcast platform you use. While you're there, leave a review if you want. It actually helps us out. We've got socials, too. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WildMagicPod or on Reddit at r slash WildMagicSchoolBus. Either way, stop by and say hello. We're always happy to meet new friends. See you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.